0: Available on all podcast platforms. This is The Psychology Cast. The podcast that interviews unique individuals on why they
1: do what they do. Recording. Hello, welcome to this podcast. Um, on Psychology Cast, I am joined by Lauren, who will be sharing her journey into why she did what she did and why, what she's going to do with it or what her plans are. Welcome, um, Welcome, Lauren. How are you doing?
0: Hi, Janelle, um, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be invited as a guest to the
1: podcast, so thank you. No, we just, yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, I just thought um, it'd be interesting to understand like what we were saying when we when we spoke last time around, what made you do the journey. We're gonna come into that a bit more, but we'll, we might be good to start on this thing that we were just having a conversation about. If people are wondering what this box is in the background. <laughs> it's basically, um, you, you know, you finished, right? So I, I'm in that final stage finishing, you know, research, but um, so you've you basically finished your um, becoming qualified as a, as a health psychologist.
0: Yeah. yeah, so just qualified a couple of weeks ago, got the the official confirmation that I'd passed Fiverr. Um, so yeah, just that kind of closure period after so long and such an intense... Three years of training. Yeah, it feels strange, but it's good
1: to get to be there. Um, congratulations, that's fantastic. Um, how are you doing? To um, I, I know it takes some time to process that, isn't it? You know, I, I'm I'm in a similar stage, like I said. How are you processing? Are you like that last bit? Are you are you coming to, basically coming to terms with it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think the initial response was kind of I think shock and just a sense of feeling it was all a bit surreal like how can how can we suddenly be at an end for something that you've been working on for for so long and I think at times along the way you didn't feel like you were ever going to get there actually so yeah I think it's just been enjoying obviously the celebration and um yeah and just trying to let it sink in and sorting through the the paperwork like you've got your box I've been going through and checking out the things I don't need anymore and that's quite a nice feeling just to know that I'm just left with my my portfolio and my printed copies of that which is a nice thing to to keep so yeah I've just been trying to enjoy the moment and um try and let it sink in so and congratulations to you as well.
1: Yeah no I mean I I think um I you know I, I totally can relate I think it takes, and, and thank you for you know um, for the words congratulations. I think we tend to do that as people, isn't it? You know, we tend not to, we tend to ignore it, like like we just don't want to be. Uh, I don't know. It's maybe something to do with our own sort of personal um, the way we perceive ourselves as like people who care about this, and we, it's not all about within and part of the ego thing, isn't it? We're not we're invested in that area.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think we are quite, probably quite modest people, and we might get onto this, but that whole imposter syndrome, and you kind of, I think that comes a degree of modesty, and you, yeah, you don't always push yourself forward and celebrate success. But I think it is, it's important to do that. And I mean, I I did the the LinkedIn post and and all that stuff, which actually I spoke a bit about my journey on there because it has been, I know we'll get onto this, but a long, long journey for me to qualifying. Um, and people were seemed to be quite, they re- responded positively to that. And um, so that was nice to see. And just that the story was inspiring to, to other people who are maybe on a similar journey as well. So it was nice to, to share it, but also to share it in a way that not only is it nice for me to, to get reaction to success, but also in a way that's going to hopefully motivate some, some other people as well.
1: It is, it is weird, isn't it? It's um, when you put it up, like when you... Because it's important to mark the moment and and to make the announcement and stuff. And, it, and it's weird when you when you when you don't do that as a a normal thing or like you, you've never done it. And then suddenly there's this bit at the end where the results come in essentially. So you have to present your results, um, you know, and to and so making those announcements, it can feel quite alien, isn't it? It's like, shall I be doing this? Shall I be posting that? Oh, I don't know what to say. Shall I say thank you? Shall I congratulate? Shall I? like or love or you know what what emoji shall I put you know all these things <laughs> what do I do
0: yeah how do you do it and I think for me yeah. it was and you mentioned saying thank you there but for me there's been so many people that I've have supported you know believed in me and inspired me along the way and it, to me it was the reason I, I think I did it more so it was just to thank them and to let them know that i would got to where I wanted to get to and know i couldn't name everybody by name but just to let them know that you know you know who you are and you've played an important part on this journey and you know thank you because this is you know i couldn't have done it without that support so that was a nice nice part of that as
1: well yeah I, i i do get that bit i think because everyone is you know working in so many different things and they're not always in your immediate environment And they would want to know about you, you know, how you're getting on, isn't it? And that's a good way for them to basically, I don't know, celebrate for themselves. Like, you know, they were part of that journey, if you like, or part of your work.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's people, even in my previous roles, be that in finance or be that in the pharmaceutical Mm. industry, they've all known kind of the direction I'm going in and they've often supported me and encouraged me to get there. So yeah, it's not even people in, in the health psychology community, but it's people that you know, I may have worked with a decade ago. Who supported me, and I'm still, you know, in touch with. And yeah, it's just letting them know and, and letting them, yeah, share that celebration. So,
1: yeah, I do. I, I really think that's a big part of, uh, you know, um, the closure period. Mm. It's an intense experience, you know, when you first started and where you're going in that sense. Because I think when you first start, you know, I'm talking about in undergrad days, you never wow. think you know I've come across very few people that actually think they're gonna become this professional Mm -hmm. Um, and so to be on that journey you realize how far it is and how you know the distance and Mm -hmm. challenges you have to go and you know we're we're gonna talk about that in a second but yeah you know um, for me it's about doing this box thing so I'm starting to archive things I'm starting to take down certain posters or certain you know information or just so i can like you know go through the actual exercise of accepting it in my head you know that it's not over but you know it's the it's yeah people must be thinking like actually what is this what's this guy talking about i was like yeah but it's
0: just that chapter isn't it you just kind of package that away and yeah no i totally understand
1: that yeah and i think basically this is why i think I, i i really believe in 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 Looking after the well-being side of people who um, are professionals who are looking out and looking to help people. I think if we can't we can't help people if we can't look after ourselves. So I think it's I'm finding it very therapeutic in that sense, and we should establish forms of good practice. I don't know if that came up in terms of, you know, your stage two bit around how do you you know I, I know there's a professional competence bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that was ever a, a thing covered well-being and stuff
0: your own well-being yeah I think self-care was talked about a lot throughout the process just as, as the trainee community as well and just how to to get that balance because it can be intense and the way I did my training I was full-time um NHS staff member as well as as doing mm-hmm. training. and although I was employed to to be a trainee health psychologist it's still fitting everything around that so yeah it was talked about a lot but I think often you're so keen to prove yourself and you're so desperate to do everything you can and seek out every development opportunity you can that often you do you do get to points where you burn yourself out and you know we as psychologists know so so much the importance of self-care and taking that time for yourself but i don't know if we're always the best at at putting that into practice in our own lives so that was something i had to be quite mindful of throughout stage two
1: Um, I've always been interested in that question Um, why why do you think that is why do you think that we don't do that it's you know like look after ourselves is it because I suppose it's environmental as well isn't it we don't have it's so busy that we don't have the time and resources because we're so busy
0: Mm.
1: why do you think it is like why don't we do it enough in other words I know some of us do it but not enough
0: I don't know I think it's almost a sense of well that's our area of specialism so not that it doesn't apply to us but I just think it's yeah just I don't know why it's a really difficult question to answer because we theoretically should be more aware of it than than other professions and you know other people are equally as as busy so yeah I I don't really know why I think it's maybe a tendency and part of our nature to want to put others first whether that's professionally or in our personal lives and maybe that's the kind of people we tend to be as well and and that gets deprioritized but yeah I mean I don't know if you have thoughts on on that as well from your own experience but yeah it's a difficult question to answer
1: yeah I think'm I'm, I'm not far from from what you're thinking like i but i I, th- I tend to agree with what you what you're what you're thinking I reckon that because we see it as as a you know a job thing so we forgot ourselves that you know we're going in to this environment where we are exposed to all sorts of stuff you know uh, trauma bad news we have to adapt and this is what I mean about yourself in the process Um, which I get it now which I get the professional competence bit I get that sort of um, uh, professional development how it has an impact on your personal development because you are changing, I think, through the process and you can't stop it. You know what I mean? Like you can't stop yourself from changing because it's um, it's part of the process, I assume. Um, I, yeah, I, I do think that in order to highly sort of like cognitively function, make decisions, solve problems, solve complex problems, work with colleagues and all this stuff um, requires... You to be not at your best, but at a, at, at a point where you are, you know, can you can sustain yourself, isn't it? You know, you don't have to be running at 100 miles an hour kind of thing and maintaining it. You can still run at 50 and still, it's, it is a marathon, isn't it? Definitely. It is. and, it's a, yeah,
0: it's an endurance test, like you say So you've got to, yeah, you've got to find that balance, definitely.
1: Did you experience many burnouts um, during the um, stage two? I know I, I experienced many. So,
0: Yeah no I did absolutely there were times where I just had too much going on at once and it was just yeah you'd kind of work yourself into the ground I'd be going in at sort of seven half seven in the morning and you know leaving later as well and then doing stuff when I got home and working weekends so yeah absolutely there were times I I definitely hit walls um, and just had to take some time and and sort of almost reset to Mm -hmm. then be able to function at a normal level again and I think that I think I've got better at managing that as I went through my training, but it took me a long time to, to find a better balance and not get to that point. Um, but I did, yeah, did get better at recognizing the kind of the warning signs and when I was heading that direction and trying to manage that better as I progressed. And that was a personal development thing for me through experiencing it a few times and learning how to handle that.
1: How were people around that process? Like, you know, did they, did they notice, um, you know, that you needed support? Were some good at better than others? It doesn't have to be like professionals. It can be like family, it could be friends. It could be, you know, people that you, yeah. People that you came across with, did they notice that you were burning out and did they not, not intervene, but uh, gave you some sort of like um, a space to vent or to run or to acknowledge?
0: Yeah, no, they did. I think support, be that from supervisors or other trainees, you know, they tended to pick up on when I was starting to to feel that way. And I think often they'd help me, like, what do you need to do right now? What's the priority and and how is it? So got a lot of practical support from, I guess, professional colleagues. And then, yeah, family were always great. You know, I speak to my parents regularly, my partner, um, and I could say, like, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And again, they'd just be like, right, you know, what's what's going to happen if you don't do X by the, you know, is it going to be the end of the world? And the answer is usually no. So just having that space to talk and, yeah, and so, sometimes I think they know me better than I know myself. So uh, they were kind of able to go, like, hang on, you're doing a bit too much here and, you know, slow down. Um, and that was really helpful. And, um, yeah, the other trainees were, and the training networks are just invaluable because that's those are the people who, really get the experience you're going through and although our journeys are all totally different we're all working in different areas and doing different things they get it and that support and that peer support has been yeah a, a lifesaver for me at times it's just been so valuable
1: yeah I just think there's there's some com- I can stuff that can relate to there. I'm sure people listening in would be able to relate to I think it's hard isn't it when 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 people, not interfere, but uh, basically put their input in and it's like, you have to make that decision. Are they interfering or are they actually helping? Mm. That kind of thing, isn't it? And sometimes just, yeah, just listening, it makes a big, big difference. Um, And I don't know, I I, I do think that this is a big part of um, professional development, like to keep sort of peace within yourself and to be, you know, happy and to be, you know, as, as an effective psychologist in the future for, and more importantly, being a role model, I suppose, for others. Mm. How do you do it? How do you have those healthy boundaries? And, you know, how do we, because I think if we're practicing this thing called health psychology, then we have to try and implement what we believe in. Yeah. As much as we can, isn't it? Don't get me wrong, not all of it. I mean, sometimes some of us are good at, re, you know, good at research. Mm. um Some people are good at uh, training or changing behavior, whatever, you know. So um I suppose different angles, different things, isn't it?
0: Definitely. Yeah. But I think you're right. We do need to kind of, yeah, try and take on board what we support other people so that we're our best versions and, and better able to support the people we're trying to support. And like you say, whether that's through research or practice. Um, you know we've got a kind of a responsibility to, to do our
1: best for, for others as well and, and for ourselves and I think that's really important. Yeah okay well I mean what's the word um, which brings me on to the other question so why 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 psychology for you? I mean before we come to what that psychology is the broader question mm. um, when do you first start thinking because psychology is a um, you know in the field of psychology is social Um, it is a science social science but when did you first start thinking about science when you were um, you were small like as a kid
0: yeah that's a good question Um, I think probably well my, my dad worked in electronics engineering so he used to work on sort of medical devices which was always interesting and um, my mum was a nurse by background but then she got into the pharmaceutical industry so which is obviously a heavily sort of scientific field with clinical trials for getting drugs to market and things like that so I guess that got me probably interested in in science and exposed to, to science and then did sort of science subjects at school I did all of them I think at a higher level in Scotland so physics chemistry biology and I, I loved all that because I it's funny, isn't it? I love science and, and facts, but I also love people who are so, um, yeah, you know, we're all so different and variable. Um, so it's interesting that I went down the route of the science of, of people, essentially. But, um, and yeah, and I just came to the end of school and wasn't, to be honest, completely sure what I wanted to do. Um, I was interested in people and I loved the science side. So psychology seemed a, a natural fit. So that's why I went and did my undergrad degree in, in psychology.
1: Did you, did you, what would you, do you remember your first experiment at school? Like, I don't know if you can remember primary school or primary school. Yeah, I remember my first um, at primary school, but I don't know. Yeah, when was yours? My first experiment,
0: did you say? Yeah. Uh, Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're taking me back now. Um, I don't know. I just always remember playing with the bunsen burners and, you know, putting chemicals on and seeing what colours they'd go and things. So, yeah, probably more um, secondary school for me. But no, I remember doing like photographs and making your own cameras and things in primary school and studying creatures in the pond and, and things like that. And I, yeah, loved all that stuff. And I think that, yeah, I was always, I like the arts and English and, and things like that as well. But I think I was always more drawn to the, the science
1: side of things yeah i just I, I don't know the only reason why i ask is because i think because what we're doing now it goes back to this first sort of like piecing of information if you like i know there's other subjects too science uh, maths and english but um yeah it's just like i remember like grasshoppers at year five you know we had to do this uh research what's the word to find out what this is about yeah and um what the, they call it back then it was like um a cd rom oh yeah yeah so we didn't have internet then so they they just gave us a cd and said right you're gonna have this is your project grasshoppers and we had to print the picture out and everything looked quite cool you know (laughs) so i don't know how it was for like for yourself i don't know if you even if you are in i don't know i i I do think that science is what introduced really when you're young isn't it Mm. you know rockets and stuff i don't know if you did that primary school
0: yeah, that's it, and, and volcanoes that are up with the, the baking soda or whatever it was that you fit in. So, yeah, it is. It's it's part of growing up, and you do. Now you've taken me back to those times. There was a lot that we did, actually, that I guess puts it in, in your mind as child and, and, and children and inspires you, actually, to, to get into that. So, yeah, I can see how it built up over time to, to develop into a real interest.
1: Because, you know, we're psychologists, so we, well, you know, um, you're qualified, I'm not yet. Um th- uh, we we are interested in um cause and effect, isn't it? Like if this happens, well, in health psychology isn't it, there's a lot of behaviorism, right? Mm-hmm. Um if this happens, um then this is gonna happen, isn't it? And trying to understand the links and then okay, how do we change that? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so before um after after when you when you came into okay well in secondary school, um, was there a moment that you were going to study psychology? When did when was the first time you, you identified psychology as a as a proper subject to study at? I presume it was at A levels, but was it in secondary school anything?
0: Well, actually, we didn't. So the psychology wasn't an option to study. Mm. So as again, probably even more. It should be. Sorry. Yeah, I think it should be. No, I think exposure to it in school, I think, is really important. I'd imagine there's more of that now. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't on the curriculum my my high school at that time. Um, So, yeah, I was never exposed to pure psychology. So I guess it was through my own reading and, I guess, understanding. And I think my life has been characterised as well by working out what I, I don't like as much or what doesn't suit me as, as well as what I do like. So I think, for me, it was... know doing the other sciences and going, oh, I'm not quite sure they're exactly the right fit for me. And then you kind of understand, you know, oh, I'm interested in people. I like science. So you go off and you research and you find that, oh, actually psychology fits what I want to do. I've not had exposure to it, but everything I'm reading and hearing sounds like sounds like me. And that's what pulled me into it.
1: And was there a particular moment, would you say? was there like um or was there series of moments some people say it's, it's, some of the guests have said it's, it's a teacher some people have said it was an experience that happened in the family home in the community in in the workplace or in school
0: yeah I think I, to be honest probably for me going to like open days at universities and visiting psychology departments I don't I think I've probably already made my mind up and I don't know what triggered it other than just always being fascinated by by people and interactions and you know I'm one example I'm completely different to my brother we're you know genetically from the same parents we are but we are polar opposites in character you know I'm very quiet and sort of introvert and he's very gregarious and and vocal and the life and so on the party and I was I always grew up thinking how are we so different and that fascinated me so i guess that probably fed into the interest in psychology and understanding you know what makes us different and and how do we behave differently and what drives that so i guess that was probably a factor
1: that, yeah that's so interesting isn't it i you know i'm sure you're probably listening in might, yeah. <laughs> um uh, what's the word uh, they yeah you, you could be raised in the same like in conditions right yeah and then you turn out differently to one another it's it's bizarre isn't it like you know and i think about my friend he lives in a in in a um in the same area but lives in a different postcode Well, it's not two different postcode but we are somehow similar and different at the same time like what's happening in a sense but even in his own family and even my own family i see what you're saying we are completely different even though yeah i can see yeah totally
0: just interesting isn't it how yeah as you say conditions are somewhat controlled as we would say in science but actually you turn out completely differently and that of course comes down to personality traits and different sort of environmental experiences as you you grow up outside of the home environment so yeah just really fascinating um, and definitely sparked my my interest
1: well i suppose here's a question you might not be able to answer because it's a deep one um i've always wondered that um do we form our own personality or do we take on personalities mm,
0: that's a good one um i think there's an element of both there i think it's definitely a combination mm, yeah. yeah like i'm not don't have a huge amount of it, expertise in, in that particular area. but yeah i think it's definitely an element of both that that shapes and kind of forms you as you progress through life and am I the same person even now that I was six years ago maybe mm-hmm. not and I think you're always evolving and I'd imagine in 10 years time there'll be yeah slightly different aspects of my personality or certain things be more prominent or less prominent so yeah it's, it's an interesting question.
1: Yeah I've always wondered that question I just think to myself when, we think, when we're making choices and stuff we're thinking who are we really like how you know is it is it who's influencing us and are we influencing the environment? Yeah, you're right. We we work together. Um, and it goes back down to nature-nurture debate, right? Um, did you ever have that university? Nature-nurture debate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting.
0: What's a psychology undergrad <laughs> programme without the nature-nurture
1: debate? debate. <laughs> was that in your first year then? I, I remember I having in our first year.
0: I think it probably was. It was pretty early on, yeah, that yeah. we had- had that discussion and and yeah that always fascinated me as well and I think yeah it's it's just a really interesting question and yeah you know what's the contribution of each and but yeah that's a a big question
1: (laughs) when I first joined I thought I you had to take a side that's what I genuinely thought right and you think now I'm on this side now I'm in this I'm in nature debate or nurture debate which one of it is and then over the time I I realized that it's not about taking sides it's about listening to both but it took me a long time to get there. I will even you know debates in class and stuff I always thought you have to take a position yeah but I realized there's you know no it's about listening to all the perspectives Um, you don't have to take a side you know it's okay you know it's normal (laughs) but how was it for you?
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's a really good point. And actually, you, you might take a side and then, you know, completely change your view and, and be on the other side and or you might be somewhere in the middle and, yeah, having, seeing, as you say, both sides. So, yeah, it's just, uh, it's really different. I think I always probably guess saw, saw both sides of it, but I can, yeah, I think it's um, interesting to, to hear that you saw it as kind of a choice, choice. Of one or the other. Yeah, I think, and a lot of people probably do, actually. So,
1: Interesting. Yeah, and I would not. I, I, I would not abandon my side for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> today it's very different, you know. I, I and on, on, the only one reason why I bring you up is when you said you've you've developed yourself over this few years,
0: mm.
1: and that's why I think I can relate. I was not the same type of person. I'm still me, yeah. you know. I still like my same foods and same football team and things like that. Um, but me as a person, I've kind of developed over time. Now I don't feel. don't need to push to one side i can just you know appreciate i suppose that's the word i'm looking for like yeah from all perspectives and say oh that's interesting that's quite clever
0: absolutely yeah and i think you're right as part of the journey of yeah through life i think in general but also professionally and how we kind of evolve our our views and opinions and and styles at the time as well in our careers too so and i think that when you're going through training and or PhDs or anything like that, you kind of, it does shape you. It shapes your professional life, obviously, but also you, you as a person. Um, I think they're really important learning experiences and growth experiences that have definitely shaped me and, and who I am. So,
1: I, Yeah, it, it, I think the, the massive contributors to, and people, again, people listening and say, actually, yeah, I'm going through a similar thing right mm-hmm. now, yeah. or I've been through a similar similar journey. Um do you remember your first day at um, university?
0: Um, do you know, I can't remember the first day specifically. <laughs> um, I think I was very scared um, and nervous and not sure if I wanted to leave home and um, so yeah, I, I don't I just remember seeing loads of faces I didn't recognize and people I didn't know and thinking, "Oh gosh, that, yeah, this is all very alien." But um yeah, I don't really remember. Do you remember yours? Or
1: you, I'm Yes, yeah, very again, it's like, again similar. So many different sort of like faces and stuff. I, yeah, I just didn't know what to say. Yeah. You know, you don't even dare say hello, forget on what to say, Roger. I mean, you know, you just, you just thought, let me just, um, if I stay quiet, no one's going to notice me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and just, and just look ahead at the people presenting or, you know, the induction. Yeah. Absolutely. And that uh, must have
0: been my first year at uni. So I went to, Glasgow University initially which was a bit further away from home so I moved out and I went into halls but I I never really settled into university that first year I really struggled and I was going home to my parents I think every weekend as soon as I could get home I I would go home and I just wasn't ready to leave home and I just sort of didn't realize that because you're so caught up in the I need to go off and study and, you know, it wasn't that far away, but I kind of, I stuck the year out actually. And then I transferred into my second year at a more local university and did the rest from home, which is right for me. So yeah, I think that I never quite shook that feeling of sort of anxiousness or all that scared sort of feeling that came from my first day for that first year. So, uh, but yeah, I stuck it out and then made the move to somewhere I felt happier and was able to get more out of my university experience. Um,
1: good for you i mean i think that's that's fascinating and again very relevant to people who might be listening in zarek and Mm -hmm. it's not an isolated experience um it is a big change i had a lot of problems in my first few months um where i was living um and i eventually moved i didn't move university but i moved um accommodation but that had a significant impact on my suppose enjoyment like I couldn't enjoy it like because it's because the whole experience is like you know um, just and so you have to change the environment you know Mm -hmm. isn't it and uh and you and so did you think that you at that moment then you know when you did move Mm -hmm. when you did you think you'd ever be here then (laughs) being a qualified psychologist Mm
0: I I don't think I could ever have imagined that at that time because I just felt like a sort of scared um yes. I guess early young adult and yeah I didn't see where I'd end up and I didn't know how I'd ever have the confidence to to get to where I've got to and and pursue that goal and yeah so it was great to look back at, at that person and go like well done for sticking with it and you know you, you did get through that and did get to the end goal it took a while but got there in the end so
1: I think that's very inspiring, you know, that the fact that um, you pursued or you didn't give up on that, you know, um, younger self. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's you never realize that actually, when you're at your uh, in difficult moments, challenging moments, that you realize, actually, can I ever do this? And all that stuff goes through. And again, listeners listening in, they might be going through sort of like similar things, or they might not be. Those of you listening, well, here's an example of a person who's um that things can change, you know, mm. isn't it? As long as you, you can, but it's okay to, and it's okay to change things up if it's not working for you.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, I could have stayed at, at university and and not been very happy and not got the best out of it at that university, I should say. right I made the move and actually, yeah, it's fine. Like there's usually always options and there's usually always ways to, like you say, change the environment to better suit you and to put you in a better place to achieve what you want to achieve and i think it's not being afraid to it probably would have been easier to stay at the same uni but it wasn't the right decision it wouldn't have been the right decision so um yeah it was harder and the hassle to move but it worked out better for me
1: yeah i i I think that's great I, i think that's um very like um empowering um because we tend to get stuck into these decision makings where we have to stick and stick to something, even though we know it's not working for us. Mm. And it's okay to say, hey, it's all right. You know, we can change it. It's fine. It's normal to change something that's not working. You know, it's not a bad thing. And we shouldn't feel pressurized mm-hmm. to stick with something we don't like. You know, we've <laughs> got so much choice out there. You know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not a sign of weakness either. No, go, no. This isn't, this isn't what I want or this isn't working for me. I need to change my approach here or change something. Like, I think that's fine. And I think it's, yeah, often more of a sign of strength to, to be able to recognise and, and do that. So, yeah, it would encourage other people to, yeah, just think, you know, if you are in a situation where you're not sure if it's right for you, then, yeah, think of, you know, are there any anything you could change that would, would make that better for
1: you? I, I would say, I would add also, like, you know, you've said this anyway, it's, it's not easy, of course, because you do judge yourself. Mm your people do judge you even though they they should and they do judge you because they look I mean when I changed careers um but yeah I went through a major sort of what what am I doing? What are you doing? Is this the right thing? Should I do this? Should I not do this? All these sort of things like came into um sorry. Yeah. Um yeah um you you go through those motions and mm. yeah you don't know if it's gonna work out there's always that isn't there's, no, there's no guarantees.
0: No, exactly. And that's, yeah, you mentioned changing jobs and that, yeah, it's a, a similar thing. And I've moved industry. I was in finance, then I moved from finance to the pharmaceutical industry and then from there to health psychology. And I'd made those moves to try and find what I wanted to do. And I think, but at the time, I remember even someone in finance, a senior manager, when I was going to leave, sitting me down and saying, Oh, well, like, I think you're making a mistake leaving finance. And and actually, that judgment that I knew it was the right thing for me, and then it, it was absolutely the right thing. But other people don't always see that, and they they see a mistake. Whereas you know, it's it's the right way in the right direction for you.
1: Yeah. Once you've once you graduated, you went and did um, off what um, a further training. Once finished undergrad.
0: Yeah, so I went from undergrad straight into work in in the financial industry. Um, And then I was there for a couple of years um, and then was made redundant. So that's what prompted me to go into the pharmaceutical industry just because I was interested in in healthcare um, and made the move there. Um, And it was being there that got me onto health psychology essentially and speaking to healthcare professionals every day around you know how they manage people with long-term conditions and what some of the challenges are and I hadn't actually heard of health psychology during my undergrad so I didn't know about it Um, but when I started to research and try and understand how we could fix some of the challenges that healthcare professionals are speaking about that's when I found health psychology and it just clicked I was like that's that's exactly what I want to do. So it was going through the, that journey and going through finance and going through pharmaceutical industry that got me to where I am and, and made me realise what I didn't want to do and also what I did want to do as well. You
1: know, when you were talking about the, that person who said about the, you know, this is not the right thing, what was going through your mind in that moment?
0: Um, I think part of, Part of me was going, oh, is he right? Is he right? Am i making a big mistake here. Um, but the other part of me was going, no, 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 you've got this. Like, just do it. And also, I guess the stubborn side of me was going, oh, you can't tell me. <laughs> you don't know me. Um, so I'll make make my own decisions. So I guess it doesn't, you know, it does plant a bit of a seed of doubt in your head. But also you then get that desire to kind of go and prove them wrong um, and go on and, and build a successful career and, you know wherever you're moving to and I think obviously I've I've been able to do that Um, so yeah I'm glad I didn't didn't listen I did I did make the move out of finance and yeah because it led me to health psychology which is absolutely where I want to be.
1: I find those individuals fascinating like why do why do we feel the need to um put that on people Mm -hmm. um you know, just finding, I'm, I just find it because I I've been through those moments, um, and I know you know we talked about it before, so um, maybe there's a bit of um, I can resonate. Um, but it's interesting that that people assume what's best for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're not even living in my head. You know, you don't don't live the life that I live. You know, et cetera, You don't have the challenges that I face, etc. Yeah, it is, and it's
0: not, and they don't. You know, I'd known that person for a couple of years. You know. Quite far removed from them, they didn't know who I was as a person, my background. They knew me as as Lauren, the business analyst, but not, you know, Lauren as the psychology graduate or, you mm-hmm. know, everything else that I was as a person and, and my aspirations. Um, so, yeah, it felt a bit strange having, and it's a conversation I can I can remember vividly. It stuck with me, um, and it's probably motivated me as well, to be honest, which is good. But yeah, I always sometimes it comes from a good place, in that. I think they're trying to help, but actually, it's it's
1: not particularly helpful. No, I'm, i you know, and, and it's about respect, isn't it? It's about respect, you know, respecting people's spaces, and you know, um, yeah, you're right. It can be self-motivating when you go through that. I mean, the someone said to me, you know, going to university was the, is the biggest mistake of your life. Goodness me, if I listened to that, yeah, I mean, I mean, that, that would have been disastrous if I listened to that sort of feedback. But yeah, but that's that's that you know, people will come like that. You think, hang on, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Obviously at the time you ignore it, you don't really pay attention to it, but as people in psychology, we always wonder, isn't it, what makes us cause and effect. Um, I mean that's so cool. I mean, what's yeah, I I just think that's that's fascinating. Um, where you've where you come from and the journey you've been and you know the decisions you've had to make through and the journey you're on now. So what are you gonna do what are you doing now then? What's your plans with it?
0: Yeah, so at the moment, I'm working as a research associate um, at the University of Manchester on a a fixed term project there, which is um, in the area of child oral health. So it's a really interesting and a new area for me. And I I do. I love the research side of of health psychology um, and I've always enjoyed that aspect that. I do want to to practice as well and potentially whether that's a role within in the NHS or another organization working directly with people I think is important to me as well so I think ideally going forward some sort of hybrid where I've got a foot in in research and in practice would be be the ideal for me but I know health psychology I think after you know going through different careers and experiencing different things I know I'm in the right place now and it's. Yes, it's an end and that I've qualified, but it really is the beginning. Um and it's finding out, you know, where I fit within the health psychology world and, and what value I can add while I'm here. So I guess that's for me to start to work out and, and piece together. And it may take 20 years to to fully understand, you know, what, what I most love about it and where I best fit. But yeah, I'm excited for, for this phase of the journey now. So
1: yeah, and I think you've been you bring sort of like um you know real world life experience um being in an industry being in a place where um, that you you you've, you've made decisions you know like you've been in diff- and you're always aware and you're not afraid to make those big calls in your life to change direction i think that's a very helpful i think as um as a, as a as a working professional to say no they believe in what they're doing They can make the calls. They can make the assessments. They can make the choices and make the decisions in the end. Um, That's, I think that's that's such an effective skill in psychology that we we need to do. We need to, ability to challenge status quo, if you like, in our lives in that sense, right? Yeah. Um, And it's not an easy thing to do. So maybe it was those practices earlier that's going to make you like, actually, you can make decisions now much more in your in your work
0: yeah definitely i'm much better at making professional decisions than i am at, at personal ones but yeah I'm, i have made some big decisions and i think you're right it has probably helped um, in terms of where i am now so definitely it all shapes you
1: okay well no thanks for so much for joining our podcast what i'm going to do now is i'm going to give the microphone over to yourself you have the last word you can share anything you want with the um the audience um um, anything inspirational or empowerment just or just a few words just a last message to anyone who might be listening and once you stop talking I will stop recording so the microphones over to you Lauren
0: well great thank you um yeah I don't really know what to say other than you know it's taken me 14 years from starting my undergrad degree to to qualifying as a health psychologist and as I said that journey has not been linear and it's not been straightforward and it's it's taken a lot of figuring out what I want to do so I guess my sort of, I guess, words of wisdom or um, advice to people would just be to just stick with, you know, the plan and you will get there eventually. And it may not always be straightforward and, and easy, but if you yeah, really want to achieve something, you'll, you'll find a way to do that. And it's also okay to detour as well. Like it, you usually find your way back on the right path and that's absolutely fine. Available on all podcast platforms. This is the psychology cast, the podcast that interviews unique individuals on why they do what they do.